The Cardinals dropped two out of three in Cleveland. Why losing this series really stings. Plus, we'll check in on what some of the top prospects in the organization are up to on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find us on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So the Cardinals lost two of three against the Guardians over the weekend. All three games, close games, with Sunday's game being, you know, really the toughest pill to swallow. I've uh, got a few takeaways from this particular series. The first thing I want to point out, though, is this team is fried. They are on fumes right now. Oh, boy. Because we're coming to an end. In case you haven't heard about this, <laughs> you're coming to the end here of 19 games over 19 days. That's crazy. That is a crazy stretch right there. And I don't care what team you are. You could be the greatest baseball team in the history of the sport. That number of games in a row will take a toll on you mentally and physically. Nobody is immune to it, okay? And I don't like making excuses for why the team plays the way they do when they don't win, but... You got to admit, this is kind of a big deal, right? I mean, you got to cut them a little bit of slack. 19 games in 19 days. It's wild. Yes, they, these are guys that are playing a game for a living. And yes, they are paid very, very well. Yes, they are staying in five-star hotels and traveling first class and all of that. But even the most coddled athletes are going to wear down. That's the human body. <laughs> Nobody can get away with not getting tired or dealing with soreness and injuries. I tell you one thing, that's been the great part about this whole stretch as the the injuries haven't escalated to anything major. We've already been without Carlson and O'Neal for a while now. But everybody else has been able to stay relatively healthy. That hasn't been so bad. So give them a little credit there. These guys aren't robots. They're not. And you're starting to see it in the offense as the numbers for a lot of the everyday starters begin to head in the wrong direction. You're going to start losing games because guys who wouldn't normally start on a major league roster are having to play a little bit more because these guys need a break from time to time. You got to, as they say, get them off their feet. Even DHing some days, like with that day in Cincinnati, when uh, Arnato Goldschmidt and Contreras were out of the lineup completely. They need that. They need to have a day where they're not playing. Nolan Arenado, let's start there with uh, what's been going on with him. Now, Nolan, if you remember, on fire at the beginning of this stretch, seemingly 
mashing home runs every single night. And it was wonderful. And the Cardinals were winning and it was great. And uh, this was also great to see because of the fact that he had such a, a dismal April. Seemed to finally get his swing back, got his swagger back a little bit. It appeared we had our MVP caliber third baseman back in the lineup. But as this stretch went on, he got tired. 0 for 16 on this road trip until Sunday when he goes 2 for 4 and saw his average drop from 271 to 261. Again, as we go through these names and these numbers, I'm not bagging on these guys for their numbers going down. I'm just explaining to you why it's happening and look how bad things are getting with some of these guys because of the exhaustion factor of playing this many games in this many days. Uh, Wilson Contreras went absolutely bonkers on May 18th against the Dodgers. Remember that? Rips two, three run home runs. His average is up to 256. He's, you know, showing all the excitement and the energy around the bases and all that talk about moving him to the outfield, all that nonsense, I should say, about moving him to the outfield and benching him as a catcher. That seemed like it was miles and miles away in the rearview mirror. Since that night, when Contreras destroyed LA, he has had one hit. One. He's one for his last 30. With just one RBI, zero runs scored, his average has plummeted to 220. And I've also heard some people talk about how, um, I don't know, maybe it has something to do that he just hits better when he's catching and he's not catching enough yet. But I also think in this stretch of games, they're not catching him as much because of the fact that it's so many games in a row. I, I don't think this is a knock against Wilson. I don't think it's saying that Andrew Kisner is a great catcher, but I think that they're trying to keep these guys as fresh as possible and they're keeping them healthy. Like I mentioned earlier, which is a huge part of your major league baseball season. Uh, Paul DeYoung, great story this year, right? He's added, he's added the production that we thought we were going to get from Tyler O'Neill this year. Paul O'Neill has been great. Did some damage in Cincinnati in his first two games, got a day off. Since then, 0 for 15. He's now hitting 248. Nolan Gorman having a tremendous breakout season. There's really not a lot of things to say bad about Nolan, Nolan Gorman. But hitting 167 over his last six games, no home runs, one RBI. Had a couple spots in that Cleveland series, especially on Friday night. Uh, situations where we're used to seeing him come through as he has all year. This time around didn't happen. You got to think this much playing has maybe something to do with that. Tommy Edmond hitting just 190 over his last six games. And that's five of your main starting nine that are performing well below normal. And it's hard to be mad about it because of this schedule. Like I'm not as frustrating as it is to lose. I'm, I'm, I'm not that mad about what's going on right now. And now I'll talk about the guys that you are you have hitting well here in the back end of this stretch, like Lars Newbar, Paul Goldschmidt, Brendan Donovan. They already hit their slumps at the beginning of this whole stretch of 19 games. Before getting to Cincinnati, Newt was one for 24. He was on that kind of skid. Goldie, who was about as robotic as it gets, was one for his last 21 before getting into Great American Small Park. Brendan Donovan was one for 14 against the Dodgers. Before he got hot and almost single-handedly won the second game in the series uh, against the Guardians. What an effort in that game, right? And I saw the stat on Twitter. Let's give a little love to Brendan Donovan because this was wild to see. Uh, on Saturday, Donovan scored multiple runs, scored all of his team's runs, had all of the team's RBIs, had all of his team's extra base hits, 
and all of their stolen bases all in one game. No other MLB player had done all of that in a victory since the RBI became an official stat in 1920. That's crazy. The Cardinals scored a combined total of 28 runs on the seven-game trip to Cincinnati and Cleveland. Cincinnati, obviously a very hitter-friendly ballpark. Eight of those runs of the 28 came in one game against the Reds. They have a uh, combined 216 average on this trip. Went three for four, three and four. You know, it's um, it's the end of this long set of games. This past weekend, they, they lose a close one on Friday, going one for seven with runners in scoring position. They strand nine. Was a solid pitching performance uh, in battle between Shane Bieber and Matthew Libertor. It was nice to see. Sometimes you lose those. Bieber's a very good pitcher. Go ask a Cardinal fan if they want Shane Bieber in their, in their rotation. You'll see how good he is. Uh, Saturday, you steal a win despite only getting two hits in the game. Should have won that game, but Super Donovan showed up. Plus, you got great pitching again from Jack Flaherty, Andre Pallante, Helsley, Gallegos. All of them came through, which is why Sunday's blown save and loss is so gut-wrenching. Because that's the game where you were like, hey, I think we got this one. The offense woke up, three home runs in that fifth inning, and you had your closer on the mound in the ninth with a one-run lead, and you lose. And it's easy to pick on Ryan Helsley. It is, because... He was his own worst enemy in this one. Once again, he loses the feel for his pitches, walks two hitters. Some will argue that uh, they shouldn't have pitched to Ramirez and loaded them up for the weaker hitting Josh Bell, who was on deck. That's not a horrible strategy, except your pitcher has to be throwing strikes. And even in the out that they got before Ramirez, um, when that was uh, uh, Rosario, those pitches weren't exactly strikes, you know. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't on. It was just a bad game for Helsley. So if you can't throw strikes, loading the bases with a pitcher who's not throwing strikes not going to do you any good. Helsley's fourth one of the save of the year, second in the league now, overall uh, behind the Guardians actually, and uh, the Cardinals twelfth as a team, which is tops in the league. So imagine if you actually won half of those where you would be right now. You got two more games to go in this grueling stretch today, tomorrow against Kansas City, and then have two full days off, two much-needed full days off. They're limping across the finish line here, and hopefully they can pull out a couple wins to put a nice big bow on it all. We'll preview that series a bit later in the show. But next, I want to update you on uh, what's happening with the minor league guys. You know, guys like Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn. Luke and Baker, Luke and Baker just did something the other day that had everybody shaking their heads. I'll tell you about it next on Locked on Cardinals. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and the calories, then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever, ever. Bill Bars, they're amazing. You got to try them. If you're like me, you want to eat healthier. You want to snack healthier as well. But you don't want to compromise on taste. You still want something that's going to be coming into your body and going, yeah, I actually enjoy eating this particular food. Built Bars and the Built Puffs are the way to go, especially if you're looking for protein as well. They're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. They have unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. They're only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. That's it. With a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around to get your box. You know, for years we've been saying order online, built.com. Now you don't have to worry about that. You can actually go to places like your local Walmart, to your Sam's Club, 
and get the ones that you want from those particular places. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. It's that easy. You pick up a four-bar box of the cookies and cream bar, one of my favorites. You can go double chocolate bar if you want. You can go coconut puff. I'm not a coconut guy, but people who love coconut love all the coconut flavors that are available. If you're close to Sam's Club, you go in, you grab that 13-bar box with hip flavors like brownie batter puff, the churro puff. They're fantastic. And again, you can still get all the wonderful specialty flavors that Built provides you by going online to Built.com. I, I recommend that you actually keep the page uh, bookmarked. You should do that because they're always constantly just dropping new and incredible items. Like right now, they've got birthday cake and banana cream pie available. I mean, yeah, you're not going to try that. The birthday cake, I haven't had the banana cream pie, but when I eat yogurt, banana cream pie is what I get. Birthday cake, amazing. If you haven't had it yet, built.com. Stop by there, visit them today, order a box for yourselves. The Cardinals are home for a quick two-game series against the Royals, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. want to thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Uh, we like to go down to the farm as much as we can and uh, keep you updated on what's going on with some of your favorite prospects. So uh, let's do that today. Um, obviously, we'll start with the name that is at the top of the list on a, a lot of prospects lists, including MLB.com. And that would be outfielder Jordan Walker, the number one overall prospect there at MLB Pipeline, is hitting 238 with three home runs and 14 RBIs with AAA Memphis. No, those stats do not bounce off the page at you and go, yeah, we're real good. His first game with Memphis wasn't until April 27th after starting the year in St. Louis. Also remember, he's down there working on things. It's not like he's just, you know, playing ball trying to get better at his launch angles, hit the ball in the air more. So there's going to be this adjustment period before you start seeing his numbers bounce back to what we're used to. Uh, he's been hitting one way his whole life and has had great success doing it. And now he's got to change things up a little bit. Pitchers have adjusted to him. He's got to adjust to them. And uh, hopefully in the long run, it makes him a better player. Personally, I think we will see Jordan Walker back up in the major leagues at some point this season. I think it's inevitable, but it's going to be a little while as they work on this stuff. Um, he was hitting as, I mean, he was hitting as low as under 200 as recently as May 19th, looking at the stats here. So um, he's picked things up at the plate a little bit here. Is this a sign that he he's getting more comfortable with the new adjustments perhaps, but let's see what he can do over the entire month before we uh, jump to conclusions like that. Uh, Mason Wynn is the number two prospect in the organization. He, like Walker, getting his first taste of AAA baseball after having an entertaining spring training with the Cardinals in Jupiter. Uh, so far, Wynn, good numbers. 254, five home runs, 16 RBIs, 11 stolen bases. He's striking out 23% of the time. That's not great, a little bit high. But again, first time at AAA, I'm not going to panic. Currently riding a six-game hitting streak that has elevated his average 15 points. So doing very well. Uh, a name that some have forgotten about when it comes to the outfield logjam in this organization. How about Moises Gomez? Moises Gomez, remember him? 39 home runs last year, led the Miners and Dingers. After a slow start to the season, he's starting to catch fire. Gomez hit 221 and had just one home run in the month of April. Ugly. And it left a lot of people scratching their heads and wondering, okay, maybe last year's outburst was kind of a flash in the pan. 
But May has been a different story for Moises Gomez. So far this month, the 24-year-old is batting 280, nine home runs and 20 RBIs. That's more like it. Has hit four home runs in his last five games and has his overall average up to 251. And we're not going to not mention Luke and Baker. He's not considered a top prospect, but you can't not be impressed with what this man is doing at AAA Memphis, hitting 310, 15 home runs, 48 RBIs in 50 games. Leads the International League in both home runs and RBIs. He's tied for fourth and runs scored. And if that doesn't impress you, he hit a broken bat home run over the weekend that had all of baseball buzzing. Swing, it's a, a sinker inside. He swings, snaps his bat, cracks it in two. The handle remains in Luke and Baker's hand. The barrel goes all the way past third base. And the ball goes 412 feet over the wall in left field. Nuts. That is nuts. 26 years old, 6'6", 280 pounds, and seemingly has nowhere to go in this organization. Nowhere to go. He's the new Luke Voigt. You know, uh, we've mentioned this before. The real issue with Baker are the defensive limitations. He can't play anywhere but first or DH. But at some point with the Cardinals offense on fumes, what would it hurt to, to, to bring him up and let him DH? I don't see a problem with that. Who do you send down is the real problem. Because if you get Carlson back soon, Tyler O'Neill apparently nowhere near coming back. The roster's kind of full. What are you going to do? Uh, Pitching-wise, Michael McGreevy, former first-round pick in 2021, had a strong start at AA Springfield. He was 2-0 with a 1.45 ERA after three starts. And since then, they brought him up to Memphis, 3-0, 3.15 ERA and six starts. Uh, things have not gone all that well for another former first-round pick, lefty Zach Thompson, who was sent back to AAA to work on becoming a starter again, a move that I still do not agree with. And in his first five starts at Memphis, he's now 0-1 with an ERA over 10. Opponents are hitting over 300 off of him. He's struck out 17 batters, but he's walked 18. He's given up 17 runs on 17 hits, three of them home runs in just 13 and two-thirds innings pitched. Personally, I feel like the Cardinals should be ashamed of themselves for what they have done and what they are doing to Zach Thompson. One of your best relievers last year was one of your best relievers coming into the year, had an amazing spring training, had a couple of bumpy games, and they pull the plug, send him back down to AAA and say, you will now be a starter. And now he's getting creamed as a starter in the minors. Moronic. Moronic. I hate it. Quick shout out to our guy, Victor Scott, who in uh, A-ball with Peoria, Currently leads the minors in stolen bases with 31. He's only been caught four times. He's got elite speed. I'm sure he'll be moving up in the ranks very, very soon. So some good stuff to talk about as far as the prospects for the Cardinals. We're going to talk about the series against Kansas City next on Locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals are back home to face the Royals. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. The I-70 series begins today. Cardinals get a quick two-game set uh, against the Royals at Bush Stadium. Adam Wainwright will get the start in uh, today's matchup on Monday against Josh Stamont. Now, he is normally a bullpen guy. He is not a starter. This will be his first start of the year, so that makes me believe that this is going to be a full-on bullpen game for Kansas City today, who come into this matchup 16-38, second-worst record in the AL and all of baseball. They're three and seven in their last 10 and plain and simple are not a very good baseball team. Unfortunately for the Cardinals, these are the final two games of this 19 game stretch. So they are wiped out. So if they come out and struggle today, you kind of know why 
they're, they're, they're very tired. But at the same time, it's a good thing that, you know, they're facing a weaker opponent today instead of someone like, say, Tampa Bay or Texas or somebody like that. Arenado and DeYoung both have home runs against Stamon in their career, so maybe something to watch in the first inning. On the other side, you've got Adam Wainwright, who was 7-3 in his career against KC. And uh, of the players currently on the Royals roster, Wayno really hasn't had a tough time with any of them. Their top hitters are veteran catcher Salvador Perez, who has 12 bombs and 32 driven in. First baseman Vinny Pasquantino has nine dingers and 24 RBIs. And former number one overall pick shortstop Bobby Witt, Hitting 232, nine home runs, 25 RBIs. He can also run fast as the wind. So uh, those are the guys that you got to keep an eye on. Don't let them beat you. Specifically, in my opinion, Bobby Witt. I feel like he's the guy that kind of makes this engine go. Uh, just be careful with the other two, and you should be able to defeat the Kansas City Royals. Shouldn't really have an issue. Obviously, you got to put some runs on the board, but um, hopefully the Cardinals can pull it off. You know, two games at the end of the stretch. I'd say. It needs to end. <laughs> it needs to die. All right. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast against the Royals with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube to help our channel grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. <laughs>